Cuts it back. 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Have you ever wanted to meet your favorite professional athlete? Packers stars of yesterday and today, including Devontae Adams, Amon Green, Jair Alexander, Antonio Freeman, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams are all available for bookings right now. Mayfield Sports specializes in these special moments between fans and their favorite professional athletes. Head over to MayfieldSportsMarketing.com to see the full list of available athletes to book your favorite professional athlete at your next event. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Quick Slants podcast at Game On Wisconsin. Yours truly, Jason Perrone, is late in getting this out to you this week for reasons we won't even get into just know that I'm a day late and uh, a couple dollars short. So I'm going to start off with, uh, since it's Wednesday, which is normally when the show comes out, because I record on Tuesdays, but I'm recording it on Wednesday. It is Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones's birthdays today, December the 2nd. Aaron Rodgers turns 37 years young, and Aaron Jones is 26. So a happy birthday to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones there's a Twitter account called, Is It Aaron Rodgers' Birthday? And all it says every single day is, it is not Aaron Rodgers' birthday. And so today, with much anticipation, I wasn't sure how they were going to commemorate it being Aaron Rodgers' birthday, the first since this Twitter account was created. And all it simply said was, it is Aaron Rodgers' birthday. So a little anticlimactic, but we got what we were looking for there. So happy birthday to number 12, and Aaron Jones as well. Um, kind of a cool duo to share a birthday. Some some offensive weaponry going on there. So hopefully they're getting ready to celebrate their birthday this coming Sunday as the Packers will stay at home at Lambeau Field and host the Philadelphia Eagles after destroying the Chicago Bears on Sunday Night Football and getting back into the win column. So the Packers still vying for that number one seed in the NFC. It's going to be a tough road. They've got the Saints to contend with. They're going to have the Seattle Seahawks, the Los Angeles Rams, and potentially the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, although Tampa just keeps sliding down and down and down, which is fine with me. Tom Brady can take a break from the playoffs. So the Packers will uh, host the Eagles this weekend in their attempt to continue their push towards the playoffs. So some big news this week. It was announced at the end of last week that the Packers were going to uh, work out former Rams and Cowboys kick returner and wide receiver first rounder Tavon Austin and the Packers did try out Tavon Austin and they did sign him so he is part of the active roster and to make room for Tavon Austin the Packers have released Darius Shepard. Shepard had a rough game against the Indianapolis Colts two weeks ago and he finds himself on the outside looking in. It is a performance-based business and Darius Shepard has been told that he has been replaced, at least for the time being. So the Packers will have Tavon Austin, who hasn't played much. Uh, he's He's been 
played sparingly. If you look at his college tape, which was from 10 years ago, so it was a long, long time ago, this is a very dynamic athlete who clearly isn't the same as he was coming out of college anymore. He's got some more wear and tear and years. But Tavon Austin, you can do a lot worse than Tavon Austin if you're looking for special teams. The Packers are not done making moves and trying to win this year because they've got a chance to do it. And it's, it's you know, there have been some special things that have happened this season. I made the mistake of calling the Packers special after the win over the Saints, and I misspoke, spoke way too soon. But one other thing the Packers could do, the Houston Texans waived Kenny Stills after the Thanksgiving game, and Stills has since cleared waivers. So he is eligible to be signed by any team at any price at this point. So the Packers could sign him, veteran, you know, to a veteran contract, and now it's prorated for the rest of the season. Could the Packers add some more depth at wide receiver? I'm not sure. There's always a way they can jockey around and create some salary cap space and make those kind of things happen. But Kenny Stills could be another move that the Packers make if they want to add some some firepower to their offense. And their offense is, as we know, the Packers' offense is churning. Absolutely churning. And one of the reasons why is obviously because of the uh, birthday boy having a great season. Aaron Rodgers playing really well. Aaron Jones played well, having a decent season this year. Devontae Adams is lighting the world on fire. Big Bob Tanyan is leading tight ends in production. I mean, we're getting production from guys like Tanyan. And I've always known that Tanyan was good, but he's one of the top tight ends in the league in terms of production and tight and getting into the end zone. And and Aaron Rodgers loves him. And the, the, the guy finds his way open. It, you know, when he's healthy, it's incredible what he can do. And he finds his way open in, in, the, uh, in the offense and has done very well. But Peter Bukowski of Lockdown Packers put out a tweet earlier on Wednesday talking about the Packers' offensive line. This is really interesting. All five of the Packers' offensive linemen are top 10 in their position in ESPN's pass block win rate. Billy Turner is number one among offensive tackles. David Bakhtiari, number three. David Bakhtiari, number three. Corey Lindsley, number three among centers. Lucas Patrick, number nine among guards. And Elton Jenkins, the versatile Elton Jenkins, number 10 among guards. But let's not forget, Elton Jenkins has played snaps at every, virtually every position on the offensive line so far this season, and he could end up being the team's long-term uh, solution at center if Corey Lindsley can't get back or if they decide not to bring Lindsley back after this season as he's a free agent. So uh, another note that Peter makes the Packers' pass block win rate is so good that the difference between their offensive line at number one and the Saints at number five is the same as the Saints and the number 19 Panthers. They're, they're just the Packers are, are pass blocking like you would not believe. And in the games where they've lost, it's those are games where someone was able to get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, obviously. He struggled, and when there's when there's no pressure. Aaron Rodgers will absolutely pick you apart, and that's not what you want to do. So the Eagles are probably going to need to take some notes because the Bears didn't touch Aaron Rodgers at all. And that's with Khalil Mack, the highly coveted Khalil Mack from two years ago from that big trade before the season, has did not touch Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers did not, um, did not get sacked all game long. So the Packers offense doing some really, really good things, and they're going to continue to do some really good things because this weekend – they host the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Eagles are 3-7-1, and, and they are 
sitting at the bottom, the, the NFC East is just, we've, we've heard all the jokes and all the comments about it. They're, they have not been good. The Giants are actually in first place at four and seven. Washington, four and seven in second place. Then Philadelphia, three, seven and one. And the Cowboys bring it up the rear at three and eight. So the Eagles actually are only a half a game out of first place. But they're playing some very poor football. They're just not playing well at all. And one of the biggest culprits of that whole situation is quarterback Carson Wentz of the Eagles. So if we take a look at some stats on Wentz, okay? In 2016, his rookie season, Wentz played 16 games. He threw 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. He got sacked 33 times, fumbled nine times, okay? 2017, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions in 13 games. Now, that was the year that the Eagles went to and won the Super Bowl. Nick Foles took over when Wentz got hurt. Wentz was having a very good season. So Wentz had thrown three, had thrown seven interceptions in the past uh, three seasons prior to this year. 33 touchdowns, seven, seven picks in 2017. 2018, 21 touchdowns, seven picks. 2019, 27 touchdowns, seven picks. Okay. Quarterback rating over 117 and 18, 93.1 last year. This season, through 11 games, Carson Wentz has thrown 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. He's already set his career high in picks, and there's an entire month of football left. So it has not been pretty. Carson Wentz, no surprise. What's part of the reason? Well, part of the reason is because they can't protect him. He's been sacked 46 times this season, and his previous high was last year at 37. So the Eagles are not protecting Carson Wentz, and he is not playing very good football. His numbers are not good. He's not, he's not playing well at all. One of the interceptions that he threw on Monday night against the Seattle Seahawks went straight to Quandry Diggs in the end zone. Terrible read, terrible throw, uh, intercepted. I mean, the Eagles just, they, they, they do everything they can to trip over themselves, and they're going to be on the road at Lambeau Field trying to take on the Packers and win. Now, this series has had some very close games. It had some very wonky and weird games. And uh, the, the one that will never not come to mind when these two teams play each other is the playoff game following the 2003 season in uh, 2004, the divisional round when the Eagles had a 4th and 26. And Donovan McNabb famously converts to Freddie Mitchell. The Eagles go down and tie up the game. And then in overtime, they're able to kick a field goal because Brett Favre with the football throws up a, you know, as I like to, as I've heard it called, and I like to say a bag of kittens, a terrible throw, just trying to throw it up to Javon Walker. It wasn't anywhere near him. Got picked off by Brian Dawkins and uh, the Eagles kick a field goal. And on they move. Now, the following week, they got their butts kicked by the Carolina Panthers. And the Panthers um, earned the right to go and get their hearts broken against the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl two weeks later. So the Eagles did not make it to the Super Bowl that season. But great matchups between these two teams. They played last season, Thursday Night Football. The Eagles got the better of the Packers. They handed Green Bay their first loss. They handed Matt LaFleur his first loss as head coach of the Packers. 34-27. Game ended on a pass broken up by the Eagles' defense against Marcos Valdez-Scantling. I think there might have been a little pass interference on that play, but I digress. So the Eagles have won the last game, but in the entire series of this matchup, 
The Packers lead at 28-17, and the uh, the Eagles have uh, won two of the three playoff games. So Packers lead the, the all-time series. This is not a game that Green Bay should lose. They they have no business losing this game um, against a really bad Eagles team, and and with everything that they have in front of them right now, this is this is not the time to uh, have a huge brain fart. So the Packers have to to be good and take care of their business and handle their business and um, it's move on. Win this game and then they got to go play at Detroit with a new coaching staff. Detroit season is all but over with. Will they show up to play? I'm not sure. You got the Detroit Lions. Then you have the Carolina Panthers on a Saturday. It's a Saturday game. And then the Packers will host the Tennessee Titans in what's turning out to be kind of the marquee matchup left on the Packers' schedule before they finish out the year at Soldier Field in Chicago, which scares the absolute bejesus out of me. The Packers playing on that chud in Chicago in Week 17. We all know the playing surface is terrible, and now it's going to be at the coldest week of the year. And hopefully the... Well, I shouldn't even say hopefully the grounds crew will do their job. I doubt they will. So we'll we'll deal with that and cross that bridge when we get to it. But interesting thing uh, today, Wednesday... Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers hosted the Baltimore Ravens on a Wednesday afternoon. This was a rescheduled game from this past weekend because of COVID. The Steelers, 11-0, undefeated. I mean, it just, who's going to beat them? I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are, are going to be underdogs <laughs> against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But as great as the Chiefs and Mahomes are, they're the defending Super Bowl champions. But... They're going to have their work cut out for them because Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers are playing very well and churning on all cylinders. So a lot to be done and said before this NFL season is over with. But uh, wanted to kind of go over some of those items there. Getting back to the Tavon Austin thing, I just I think this is one of those moves that hopefully adds a spark and he comes in and it becomes a big part of the culture right away, provides a boost to the special teams. Special teams have just been so average and not great lately. And just the threat of having Austin back there. And who knows if he works his way into the offense or not. It doesn't really matter. You know, the Packers have Tyler Irvin. And if they like Irvin and Irvin is healthy enough to play, he's going to be their preferred gadget guy on offense because he knows the offense. He's been in the system and been playing for a long time. Tavon Austin's been on football for a while. So you don't want to get too cute and then risk something going awry. Austin fumbles, doesn't know his assignment, doesn't know the route or whatever it be. But hey, look. You get both of them on the field, and, and defenses are having a hard time figuring out or picking which poison they're going to cover. Like I said, the Packers could do a lot worse than Tavon Austin, so kudos to them for bringing in Austin. And unfortunately, Darius Shepard is, uh, like I said, he's on the outside looking in, but that's what happens when too many mistakes happen. So as always, Game on Wisconsin, great content every day for covering the Packers. Game day weekend, uh, fantasy football betting lines love the game recap up uh write that after every single game check out all of our live shows there's a plethora of them go check out the youtube channel if you missed any of them a lot of really good stuff has been uh, going on with our family of shows lately so if you're not following us follow us on twitter like our facebook page uh, join our facebook group follow us on instagram subscribe to the youtube page all that good stuff hopefully next week We're talking about a big Packers win over the hapless 
Philadelphia Eagles and the Packers move one win closer to accomplishing their ultimate goal, which is, of course, to win the 2020 Super Bowl. So everybody, enjoy the rest of your week. Stay safe and go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae. From right to left, cutting left to the 50, to the 45-40. Track down from behind. 